Turn with me please in the scriptures to 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Verse 1. The Spirit of God, through Paul, he said, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. This is indicating that he wasn't depending on himself. That's the point he keeps bringing out. My speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. How many like the sound of that? Demonstration of the Spirit. That's not information. (laughs) Demonstration is not information. He's talking about manifestation of the power of God. Demonstration of the spirit and of power. Now Paul was an educated man. Grew up, as he said, at the feet of Gamaliel, who was the one of the most highly respected uh, scripture scholars, theologians, you could say, of the time. I guess people came from from far away to be trained under him in the law. And uh, Paul was obviously uh, very intelligent and he was a good speaker. You see one of the places that they preached the heathen idol worshiping folks called him uh, one of the gods who was a speaker. (laughs) And, And he told them don't you worship us. We're men like you are. But what he said he has learned, and if you look at Philippians, he says, everything that I had that I knew, I counted garbage. (laughs) When he got saved, hallelujah, he realized there was a lot more to it than what he could gather between his ears. And he got the revelation that he could not do what needed to be done. He could not produce it with his intellect nor with his speaking, he had to have the power of God, hallelujah, manifested for the will of God to be done. And no man can do it. No man can do it. No woman can do it. And that's why he describes, you know, what does it mean he came with fear and trembling? Well, he's realizing, I can't do this. I cannot do this. But God can do it. And he said, uh, I didn't try to convince you through my knowledge and understanding and through my oratory. Because, verse 5, he didn't want their faith to stand in his wisdom, in what he knew or in the wisdom of any man. But that your faith should stand in what? In the power of of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said it wasn't just a bunch of talk. But you saw a demonstration of the spirit. And power. And he said. And I, I didn't want your faith. 
to be in what I knew. I wanted your faith to be in the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say faith Faith in the power power of God. God. Not just power, not just any power, the power of God. How many in here would raise a hand and say, I believe in the power of God? Do you? If God is real, you got to believe in his power. I mean, if he didn't have any power, he wouldn't be God. He's all powerful. Is he the creator of the heavens and the earth? What kind of power does it take to create all the stars in the universe? And the planets, the, the forces of their, their gravitational pulls and their rotations and a star, <laughs> you talk about power. The explosions of the, the, the gases and then the, the huge forces of gravity pulling them back in to keep them from just <laughs> exploding. You talk about power. Amen. Somebody say power. That's power. Now there's some people that think they're smarter than us. That tell us there is no God. That all this just happened. By itself. That's not science. That's a belief. Amen. That's right. It's a theory. It's a belief. Now I don't care who they are. How many degrees they have, nobody can prove to you when, where, and what happened. When all this began, and and people believe it just kind of, it just sprang into existence by itself. That's not science. That's a belief. (laughs) People talk about, you know, evolution versus intelligent design and and all of these things. Let me give you a, a for instance. Okay. <laughs> People say, well, given billions of years or more and enough, you know, how we, we live on what scientists call the Goldilocks planet. <laughs> we're not too hot. We're not too cold. If we were a little bit closer to the sun, there'd be no life. If we were a little bit further from the sun, there'd be no light. I mean, conditions had to be perfect for us to be here. They would also agree, even in their evolutionary theories, that conditions had to be perfect for us to spring from the goo to the zoo to you. They believe that you used to be goo. Single cell organism floating in the water. (laughs) That's not science. I know people try to pass it off as science. And what's sad is that these theories are taught for fact. In our schools and universities. They're unfounded. They're unproven. They're not science. All true science agrees with God. Period. It has to. If it's reality, it has to agree with Him. And it does. But uh, there was a big bang. Well, maybe there was when God said, let there be. (laughs) Something happened. But 
all this just happened perfectly. Perfect atmosphere. Perfect distance. Perfect, 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 perfect. You can go out to the salvage yard where there's scrap steel and scrap aluminum and scrap, all the components are there. And you can set off huge amounts of C4. (laughs) Vast amounts of C4. And you can do it a hundred billion times. You can do it quadrillion times. There will never, when the dust clears, be a new Lexus sitting there. (laughs) Never. Never. Perfection does not come out of chaos. It It never has. It never will. When you see a perfect design, somebody designed it. Somebody built it. Well, maybe it was a greater intelligence. Maybe it was somebody outside this planet. It was God. Yeah. Yeah. No charge for that. That's just all extra. But if you believe in God. And that he is who the Bible says he is. You have to believe in his power. He has power. And uh, Paul said. I didn't want your faith. To be in the wisdom of men. And we live in. You know. In a day and age. Where people put all of their faith. In the wisdom of men. And believe they have. Become so wise. And so learned the crutch of religion. It's, it's poor Simple folks like us need the crutch of religion. I'm so glad I'm not confused like that. The Bible said, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And people that reject God are fools. I don't care how many degrees they got. You can be a highly educated fool. Let me just stop on this. You know, being super intelligent will not assure you a good life at all. You can be brilliant and destroy every one of your relationships. Being smart does not make you a good person and it won't give you a good life. Now, there's no premium to being dumb. I'm not saying that. But a good heart is much more important than a smart head. Come on, are you listening to me? A good heart is much more important than a smart head. And the scripture said, trust the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. Thank you, Lord. Go with me, please, to the book of... uh, Mark, the 16th chapter. Man, there's some wonderful things here tonight for us to get into. Absolutely wonderful. You know that most people don't know spiritual when they see it. I'm serious. Most folks don't. In my few years of walking with the Lord, I see that clearer and clearer. Spiritual God things can be right in front of folks and them not even see it, not even know it, not even acknowledge it. Don't wait for a booming voice out of the sky or a lightning strike or an angel choir to manifest. 
Is this the Lord's place? Are we his people? Or are we in his presence? I'm telling you, you can hear from him, straight from him, right now, right here. And answers come. Maybe some things that had bothered you all your life, just get them fixed right here tonight. Just get them solved. Is there any problem the power of God can't fix? No. Is there anything too hard for the Lord, the scripture says? Is there anything? Anything. Let's say you are so far in debt and so messed up financially that nobody has any. Everybody that sees your stuff just shakes their head and goes, and you're, you're in trouble. Is it possible in a very short amount of time for you to be completely out of debt and in better shape than you've ever been? Is it possible? Is it possible? Is it possible? Could the power of God do that in your life? It can. Let's say you have a, a, a so-called terminal disease and you've been through every treatment and nothing can help you and and everything points that you have to die young. You have to, your life has to be cut short. Is it possible for God to touch your body? If he has to recreate glands and organs in you, is it possible? He's done it before many times. Is it possible that even though it is utterly impossible in the natural with God, all things are possible? Why? Because of his power, his ability, and all things are possible to him that believes. There is nothing that's too hard for the power of God. Nothing. And you just, I heard you say a while ago you had faith in this power. Not just in the theology of Christianity. You have faith in the power of God. Somebody said out loud, I have faith in the power of God. Power of God. That was a, another way of describing demonstration of the Spirit and power. Now in Mark 16, are you there? What we call the Great Commission, verse 15, Jesus told the disciples, and we're his disciples too. He said, you go into all the world and preach the good news about the good things. Right? Gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. You know what that is? A manifestation of the power of God. Is how you get born again. Anybody in here born again? I want to know you, you've been born again. Then you have personally experienced the power of God in manifestation. Yes or no? You can't be born again without the power of God. You were born again. Which is far greater than a miracle in your body. So why would you say that? Because your inner man, your spirit was not healed. It was recreated. Healing is repair. (laughs) In this existing structure. Or restoration. Or renewal. And thank God for it. But you've already received. A greater miracle. Than any physical healing. You've been born again. Old things have passed away. 
all things have become new. Not on the outside, but on the inside. Come on, somebody say, I've been born again. I've been born again. How were you born again? It was by the power of God. It was by the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You're no stranger to the power of God. You have experienced the power of God in the new birth. And because of that, you already know what to do and how to do it to have additional manifestations of the power of God. You do the same thing you did when you got born again. You just do it in other areas. Y'all are kind of quiet. Say it again. I want to hear you say it. I have faith. I I believe in the power of God. He that believes and is baptized. How many things? Two things. Not one thing. Two things. Believe and is baptized. Baptism is an act because of what you believe. It's not the physical act of being baptized in water that saves you. But if you don't believe it enough to be baptized... If you don't believe it enough to stand up in front of people and let them know you identify with Christ, do you believe it? Not just one thing. He that believes and is baptized. Not the physical act. I'm quoting Peter now. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh is how Peter said it. It's not just, I mean, you can uh, go into the baptistry a dry center and come out a a wet center. (laughs) If you don't believe something, is that it's what you believe. But you got to believe it enough to act on it. Yeah. You know, you talk about marriage. There's all, all kind of folks living together now. And uh, they, they say, well, you know, God knows us and he sees us and we're married in the eyes of God. Said who? Yeah. Said who? <laughs> if you don't have enough love and commitment to stand before the Lord and your families. Come on, are you listening? And make commitments to each other. I question that it's there. And all you got to do is watch and see what happens to people. Right? Why don't they want to get married? What's the hold up? The commitment is not there. It's not there. That's the problem. Because when it's there. You have no problem. Standing up before the Lord. Standing up in front of other people, which is what water baptism is about. Making a public confession of your faith. Why? Because you believe it enough, you don't care who sees it or knows it. And so everybody can see, boy, faith's really there. Why? Because of what they're doing. (laughs) Did I rub somebody the wrong way on that? (laughs) How many think children coming into the world should have a mama and a daddy that's committed to each other and committed to them. And they have a name. Come on, are you listening? And they have a family. Don't you buy into this modernism and people, you know, misusing scriptures and throwing them around? No, marriage is a covenant. 
It's important. It's holy. That bond and that commitment between the man and woman, that's the foundation of the whole family. Very precious. Very important. He said, he that believes and is baptized will be saved. Somebody say power. That's power. Manifestation of power when you got saved. He that believes not shall be damned. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name they'll cast out devils. Somebody say power. Power. They'll speak with new tongues. Power. Power. They'll take up serpents. Power. Power. They drink any deadly thing. It'll not hurt them. Power. Power. That's the power of God. If you eat or drink something deadly and it doesn't even hurt you. Had to be some power of God. Doing something for you. You remember Paul that time. That snake bit him. And he just shook it off in the fire. And felt no harm. That's, a man, that's, a, that's an example of this right here. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Somebody say power. 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 We're talking about the power of God. I can't do that. You can't do that. But the power of God does it every day of the week for those that believe. Verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to him, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. Where he is right now. And they went forth. And did what he told them to do. Preached. Proclaimed the good news. About the good things. Everywhere. And the Lord working with. Now them is not in. The original text. It's not there. If you look it up in the concordance. The number will say 9999. Which means ain't no word for it. (laughs) The Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. What is a sign? A sign is a demonstration of the spirit and of power. A sign is a manifestation of power. The Lord's not just working with special people that he likes. (laughs) You know what he's working with? He's working with what came out of his mouth. He's confirming not you, not me, not this denomination or that group. He's confirming what he said. He's working with his word. He's confirming his word with manifestations of power. You believe it, saints? Yes. They went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. Anybody like that? Signs following. Signs following. Signs following. Hallelujah. Somebody say signs following. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Go with me to Acts 14, please. Acts 14. There is this idea that just continues through the church generation after generation about how we can get God to move. And different ones get excited at different times about how we can get God to move. And uh, you'll hear people talking about prayer. 
And we're going to talk more about prayer in just a minute. But a lot of times what they're calling prayer is actually just begging. Begging God to move. And you won't find any scriptures that tells you to beg God to demonstrate his power. Not a one. And that being the case, why is so much emphasis placed on that? How can we get God to move? If we could just get God to moving in our generation. If we could just get God to moving. God is moving. (laughs) He's moving a lot more than a lot of people think he is. But he's willing to move a lot more than that. Hmm? And it's not some vast great mystery that we need to figure out. How to get God to move when I say well, that. How to get God to manifest his power. Oh God we want you to manifest his power. I know. Uh, one reason I know what I'm telling you. Is because he had to correct me on this. Back uh, 35 years ago. As we were just. Beginning to get into the ministry. I knew God was dealing with me. I got enough word in me. To realize that God was, he was trying to communicate something to me. The difficulty was not his, but in me understanding and getting it. And uh, Phyllis and I had just married. And I had one of the better jobs in our little country community. And uh, I had a hyped up hot rod and a good pickup (laughs) truck. And a good dog that caught my frisbee. For a country boy, <laughs> pretty wife, good job. <laughs> and yet, as I fed on the word, I began to become increasingly discontent. Thank God. Amen. Elsewise, I'd still be there with my pickup. Yep. And we would know each other. Amen. That's right. Thank you, I uh, became increasingly, I got to the point where I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to. And yet I didn't want to do nothing. I, I'm thinking I got a good job. What's wrong with you? And, and you got all this. And yet what was going on. Is the Lord had a plan for our life. And I need to begin to get it. And I, I didn't have a clue. I, it was the furthest thing from my mind. To be a preacher. That had not even entered in. No. And yet, as I fed on the word, I'd been born again as a boy, but my spirit had not been fed on real faith food. You know, not everything that people preach will feed your spirit. The Bible said, nourished up in the words of faith. Now, that doesn't mean that every message is about faith, but it comes from faith and in faith, and it ministers faith. Mm -hmm. You can hear preaching for 40 years and never grow at all. Depends on what you hear. What you hear. So just going to church, just hearing preaching is not the be all end all. Not the fix all. Well, I begin to get dissatisfied. and, And so I begin to seek the Lord. Thank God he helped me to do the right thing. What do you do when you're dissatisfied and something's not right? Pray more. Seek him more. Spend more time with him. Come on, y'all listening. Fast. Pray. Seek him. Find out 
what's going on. And so there'd be times midnight, one o'clock, I'd be out in the woods. We lived on, we're out in the country, a lot of woods, undeveloped land. And I'd be out there in the middle of the, uh, the country looking up in the night sky going, God, what? What is it? What do you want? Do you want me to do something? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I had no idea what he wanted me to do. I mean, it makes me want to cry right now. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. How many believe his plan's always so much better than anything you could have imagined? And if you'll just follow him, he'll unveil it to you at the right place and right time and just, just keep increasing it more and more. And I, I must have asked him that 500 times. God, what do you want? Speak to me. Speak to me. Tell me what you want. Tell What? What? What is it? Show me what you want to do. I'm, and, and without realizing it, I'm wanting him to write it in the sky. I'm wanting, I'm wanting to hear an audible voice. I'm, I know why you're laughing because you've been there. And uh, this went on for months. Finally, one evening, late at night again, out of bed, couldn't sleep. And I'm in our 1969 Marriott mobile home with the red shag carpet and the genuine imitation black leather sofa. I'm kneeling on. That's another word for plastic. And I'm kneeling on this red shag carpet and this little plastic couch. And for the nth time going, God, speak to me. Talk to me. What, what is it? And he did speak to me. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was very distinct down inside me. Thank God I finally got quiet enough inside that he could communicate to me. How many know we live in a noisy world? A noisy, and there's so many voices, and they all are saying something. And the Bible said, Be still and know that I am God. And you know, uh, uh, the prophet found this out. There was a strong, mighty wind. It said God wasn't in that. There was an earthquake. God wasn't in that. But then there was a still, small voice. And that was the Lord. And uh, this is what he said to me. Now, this was my big answer. Prepare yourself. Brace yourself. <laughs> but it really was. It was the thing that caused me to stop floundering and get focused. And take the steps that were necessary to come into the next part. He said, Keith, son, I've said many things to you in my word. Find out what I've already said to you. And if I want to say something else to you, I will. And so I got up. I sat down on the couch. And reached over on the table and got my Bible that I had been ignoring. And I realized God is speaking through every one of these pages. Is that right? You want God to speak to you? Open your Bible and start reading. He's talking. And the reason I go into all that is because this is how it works with the power of God. People are doing that. Please God. Manifest your power. 
please God. He's already said something about this. And if you ignore him and keep begging, you won't get results. What did he say? I'll tell you what. Hold your place in Acts. Go to John 14. And let me remind you specifically of what he has said about the manifestation of his power and spirit. John 14. Are you there? John 14, he's talking about in verse 16, the Holy Spirit. The comforter. The spirit of truth. And down in verse 21, he said this. He that has my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loves me, and he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will what? And will what? Manifest myself to him. What does that mean, I will manifest myself to him? This is the same thing we've been talking about. Demonstration of the Spirit and of power. This is not information. This is not enlightening just your intellect. This is God revealing and making himself known and manifesting his presence and power to you. He didn't say, beg me. What did he say? This is too simple for most people. What did he say? Let me give you the Keith Moore paraphrase. Do what I say. Do what I tell you to do. And I'll manifest myself to you. Hallelujah. Old friend, this is shouting ground. I said, this is shouting ground. You can quit begging. I didn't say quit praying. (laughs) I said, quit begging. And quit going through all the gyrations that people go through, trying to get God to move, trying to get God to move. Mm -hmm. It is just this simple. Do what he told you to do. Mm -hmm. And when you do what he told you to do, he said, I'm going to manifest myself to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you do what he told you to do about your finances. See, some folks, he told them to tithe. And they won't. And yet they've been begging him for a financial miracle for years and years, decades. But they won't do what he told them to do. Well, it's quiet in here now. But if you do what he told you, that's just one of the things he told us to do. But if you do what he told you to do, did he tell you he would manifest? If you do what he told you to do about your finances, do you suppose he would manifest himself to you in your finances? If you do what he tells you to do about your healing, will he manifest himself to you in your body, in your physical realm? But you got to do what uh, he told you to do. It can be simple as can be. I know back uh, in the beginning days of my ministry, I was preaching a lot, sometimes 20, 25 times a week. I'm young, I'm strong, I'm going after it. But I got to a place where my voice was cracking and I'd lose it often. Not only am I I yelling and preaching, but I'm praying loud (laughs) 
And I'm just, I'm just pushing my voice just crazy. And of course, you know, not acknowledging it. And you know, one of the things the Lord told me to do, if, if you're not getting results, it's time to seek him earnestly in order to hear from him. That's right. Because if you'll do what he told you to do, what comes next? Manifestation of power yeah. in your situation. Yeah. You know what he told me to do? I like to sleep without a t-shirt on with the ceiling fan on. I have been a little hot natured in the past and that's how I liked to sleep. And that's the first thing the Lord told me. Put on a t-shirt and turn the fan off. Would you believe the Lord would tell you something like that? He told me that. And you know what? I didn't want to do it. Because <laughs> that's how I always sleep. That's how I like sleep. <laughs> and I'm not proud of it, but I didn't change it the next day. And I kept having problems. Finally, thank the Lord, I said, You know, I need to do what the Lord told me to do. <laughs> I turned off the fan, I put on a t shirt, and immediately my voice got better. Isn't that something? Something as simple as that. Immediately. I, I remember a fellow telling one time he was a missionary in a um, country down south of the equator in the jungle. And he's preaching night and day and he's just sweating profusely. And, and he, he got so weak, he couldn't function. And he's praying and asking God, begging God for healing, begging God for healing. And, and he got to where he's so weak. Only thing he could do, he'd get up in time to preach out of the bed and go. And as soon as he got through, he'd go right back to the bed and barely have enough strength. And he's getting to where he can't do that. And the Lord, he said the Lord spoke to him and said, put a little extra salt on your food. He had depleted himself. Put a little extra salt on your food. And he said he did that immediately, but got stronger. But do you know, again and again... When the Lord speaks to you, it's not a booming voice out of heaven. It comes from the inside of you. Is he inside you? Is he in you? And because he's in you 24-7, it's not going to be a surprise. I mean, you're already familiar with his presence, so much so that you can take it for granted and not pay attention. And it can come up out of your spirit and just come to your mind, not in a loud, shaking, audible voice thing. And you can ignore it and just push it aside. But if he's told you something to do and you keep begging him to manifest a miracle, you are going to be frustrated because you're going to go month after month and year after year and it's going to get worse and worse and worse. God, why won't you help me? That ain't the question. Why won't you listen? Why won't you do what he told you to do? The key to manifesting miracles of God it's so simple a, a three-year-old could get it. It's what Jesus' mother said at the wedding feast of Canaan. Anybody remember that? Yeah. It's, what, it's what she told him. What did she tell him? Whatever he says, do it. The Bible said this was the beginning of miracles in Jesus' ministry, and he manifested his glory. Yes. How did it happen? Come on, somebody help me. How did it happen? They did what he said to do. And the power of God manifested. 
This is the answer. I said, this is the answer. Go on with me over there while we're talking about it. You're in John. You're in the neighborhood. John, this is the beginning of miracles. Hallelujah. Second chapter. John chapter 2. Verse 1, the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. They've run out. And Jesus said, woman, what have I to do with you? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatsoever he says to you, do. Or it was added by the translators. But that's how we talk. Do it. Now, where's the beginning of miracles? In his ministry it is. But we know what happened. We were familiar with it. Where did this miracle start? At this point, no miracle is imminent that we can detect. The power of God. I mean, they're having a wedding like many people have had many, many times before. There's nothing different going on. And yet, when she turns and tells them, whatever he says to you, do it. This creates an atmosphere of expectation. Then they're looking for him to say something about this. They're looking to hear from him. And he heard from the Father. He by his own words. He said I can of my own self do nothing. I do what I see the Father do. I say what I hear him say. The beginning of the miracle. Was when faith came. And how does faith come? Faith comes. By hearing. And hearing by the anointed word of God. You cannot have faith in God until you hear from God. But that's not the end. That's why I still got you holding in Acts 14. (laughs) Faith can be present and there be no manifestation of power. Real faith in God can be present and there be no Demonstration of the Spirit, no manifestation of power. Faith not only must come, it must be released. How is faith released? When faith is acted upon, the power of God is activated. You can't have faith in God, just anything you want to believe. This is where folks have made mistakes. Most of us have made some mistakes in this area. Many have tried to separate faith principles from a living fellowship with the Father. It doesn't work to just take a faith principle and I'm going to believe for something. No, you've got to hear from Him in order to believe for Him to do what He told you He would do. I'm going to believe that this happens. You're not to just take something off the top of your head and say, I'm going to believe for this. Come on, tell me, how do you get faith? How do you get faith? 
mean, it'd be like saying, I'm going to believe that Brother Keith comes over and cuts my grass and does my laundry. Because all things are possible to them that believes. And I'm a believer. And that's what I'm believing and I'm claiming. Brother Keith will come and cut my grass and do my laundry. I believe it in my heart. I say it with my mouth. It'll come to pass. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. (laughs) Somebody said faith works. What does that mean? Anybody know why I'm talking about this? There's only one way you could have faith in me that I would do that. Only one way. If I told you. Come on, is that right? You you might wish it. You might want it. But you can't believe it because there's nothing to believe. You have no basis for your faith. No foundation for your faith. Faith in me to do something would be based on what I told you I would do. Faith in God comes from hearing God. Can you see this? Hearing what he said. They couldn't have faith about that wine situation until they've heard from him. And he's not going to say anything or do anything until he hears from the Father. Perfect example. They didn't just go, okay, we're faith people. Let's take charge of this situation and let's speak to these urns and let's do this. No, you can't have faith. You can't do one thing until you hear from him. So the beginning of every miracle is not to go into confession mode or praying mode or especially begging mode. The beginning of every miracle is hearing from him, which is where the praying comes in. There are times you do need to spend some extra time praying and even fasting to hear from him. Now that's not because it takes that to hear from God. That's because most people live very carnally. The closer you are with the Lord. You know, I mean, Jesus didn't go into praying and fasting. Did he? Because he had already prayed. He's already walking close to the Father. He just heard from him. And said, go fill those water pots up. How many know a miracle is already being set in motion? If. If we can get them to act on it. What if they wouldn't have acted on it? Faith without works is dead. Dead faith. Is there such a thing as dead faith? The Bible says so. If there's dead faith, there's living faith. Faith that won't act on what it says it believes is dead faith and gets no results. They went out. They filled the water pots with water. Then he said, bear it out to the governor now. Dip it out and take him some. (laughs) Takes faith. Right? They did it. They got all sweaty going back and forth to the well and hauling the buckets and filling up these great. These things were big. They held scores of gallons apiece. They filled these dudes up with H2O. (laughs) Take it out to the governor. Give him some. He don't want water. He didn't ask for water. But they do. Somebody said they did what he said. And 
The ruler of the feast, verse 9, tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was. But when the servants that drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom. He said, every man at the beginning does set forth good wine. Do you know what all those guys that put the water in the pot said? Probably silently. (laughs) Wine? (laughs) They knew there was no wine in there. (laughs) That water came right out of the well. (laughs) And when men have well drunk, they keep the, the... the worst, but you've kept the good wine till now. This, come on, verse 11, this beginning of miracles, did Jesus of Cana and Galilee, how did he do it? How'd they have a miracle there that day? Now, friend, this, this is so wonderful because this is not a miracle had to happen so somebody didn't starve to death. This is not a miracle had to happen. Somebody's about to die with some dread disease or somebody's about to be killed by some invading army or something. This is just some extra party supplies. (laughs) Which shows what God will do in your life if you learn how to listen and then act on what he tells us to do and we can have the power of God manifested in this area of our life and that area of our life. Areas that are not essential. That are not necessary. And he manifested. Somebody say manifested. 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 Forth his glory. And his disciples believed on him. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You holding your place in Acts 14? Okay. Let's go there. Now we've talked about these things. In times past touched on them more than once but uh, sometimes we need to hear it again because we didn't get it last time tell me the beginning of a miracle you hear from him now is that the end of it does a miracle happen automatically because you hear from him there's two parts see we saw that in the uh, passage in Mark 16 he that believes and will act on it. That's right. And then you lay hands on the sick. Uh-huh. That's an action, right? right. And they want you, they're participant in it. And they'll recover. And you see these two parts again and again and again. He told them what to do and they did it. And the miracle happened. He told them something else to do. They did it. And as they were doing it, a miracle was happening in the cup. Is that right? Yeah. Miracle was happening in the container. Amen. They didn't know it. They couldn't. They didn't do it. How many of the guys dipping the water did not turn the water into wine? And that's the good news. You don't have to heal yourself. You don't have to solve all your financial problems. That's not your job. All you got to do is hear from him and do what he tells you to do. And there'll be times when you won't see. Did they see what filling the water pot with water had to do with them getting more wine for the feast? They didn't see that. It takes faith. Just do what he said. In Acts 14, the Bible said, verse 3, Long time abode they, Acts 14, 3, speaking boldly in the Lord. And he gave testimony to what? He testified to what? 
Now, not just to them as individuals and preachers. He gave testimony to what they were preaching because what they were preaching was his word. He gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted what? Signs. Signs and wonders. Are these manifestations of power to be done by their hands? What is the Lord working with and confirming? His word. They're preaching what he told them to preach. And people are doing what they're preaching. And manifestations of power are occurring as a result. If you skip on down to verse uh, 7, it says there they preached the good news about the good things, the gospel. And there said a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. What's he hearing? The gospel. Is that right? You reckon it's anointed. What comes when you hear the anointed word of God? Faith. The same heard Paul speak. Who steadfastly beholding him. Paul perceiving this man that was crippled. And perceived that he had faith to be healed. That he's about to get faith to be healed? No. He had faith to be healed. And yet he's sitting there crippled. With faith to be healed. Why? We see what has happened. Does, how did he get his faith? No, he didn't get his faith from praying and begging God for faith. He got his faith from hearing what Paul was preaching. But he's sitting there with faith in God and obviously faith in healing. Paul must have been preaching something about healing in what he called the gospel. Because the man got faith to be healed from hearing the gospel. If nobody ever gets faith to be healed from what people are calling the gospel, it must not be the same gospel Paul preached. I've had people actually try to take me to test. We don't preach all that healing stuff. We just preach the gospel. That's laughable. (laughs) If you preach the same gospel Jesus talked about. He said the spirit of the Lord is on me. Hallelujah. For the blind to see. For the captive to be delivered. Is that right? Right. Right. If you preach the same gospel Paul preached. People will get faith to be saved. And healed and delivered. He got faith to be healed from hearing Paul preach what was called the gospel. I don't think the gospel has changed. Do you? Men may have left some stuff out and changed it up, but it it hasn't changed. He perceived that the man had faith to be healed. And yet, there's no healing. If you just stop right here, the man's not healed. There is no manifestation of power. What has to happen? What has to happen? You got dead faith. This says it believes something, but it's all talk. And won't act on what it says it believes. And then you got living faith that acts on what it says it believes and does what the Lord says to do. That's when you come in contact with the miracle working power of God. He heard Paul speak. And he steadfastly beholding him, he perceived that he had faith to be healed. What, what needs to happen? 
He's, you can't say the man doesn't have faith to be healed. He does have faith to be healed. And yet he's not healed. Friend, is it possible to have faith to be healed and not be healed? It is. What's got to happen? The faith has got to be released. And the power activated. The power's here. On another occasion in Luke, it says... Jesus was in a place, you know, and he preached the word. And it says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. You remember that? And none of them was getting healed. Until somebody came and they, they tore off the roof and they let that man. Still nobody's getting healed. They just got the roof tore up. When did the man get healed? Come on, help me out. When did the man get healed? You know they got some faith or they wouldn't have come to the house and climbed up on top of the house and tore off the roof. Come on, are you listening? And let the man down. They believe something or they would not have gone to this kind of trouble. And yet, he's not healed. He's not healed. Until what happened? Jesus looked at him and said, Rise. Take up your bed and walk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And what happened? Come on, what happened next? What he did it. He got up. Yeah, but he can't. Yeah, but he did. <laughs> yeah, but he can't. Yeah, but he did. <laughs> on another occasion, similar situation. The Bible said there was a man in their midst that had a withered hand. And the scribes and Pharisees were looking to see if Jesus was going to heal him on the Sabbath day. They expected him to get healed. And they don't even believe in him. <laughs> They're punching each other. Watch, watch. Jesus in the room, sick man in the room. Somebody's going to get healed today. You watch and see. And yet they were his enemies. Because <laughs> he had such a reputation for healing. And Jesus told the man, among other things, he said, Come out here. Come out here. Stand right here in the middle. And he did. He said, Now stretch out your hand. For years I thought that meant extend your arm. He didn't say extend your arm. What did he say? Yeah, but he can't. That's the part that's withered. Yet he told him, to, what if the man started crying and said, I can't. I've tried 10,000 times. I can't make that. We wouldn't be reading about it. Oh, friends, when Jesus said, stretch forth your hand, he made every effort to stretch forth his hand. And this time it was different because when he got to the end of his ability to do it, he met a manifestation of the power of God. The power of God met him, but the power was not manifested until he reached the end of what he could do. Which is why many don't have miracles. They say they believe they're willing to pray. They're willing to beg. But if the Lord says do something. I can't. I can't. And that cuts off the power. Cuts off the miracle. This man's got faith. How many believed Paul preached a good message that day? Do you believe it was anointed? Do you believe it really was the gospel? And it was anointed. And he got this man obviously got faith from hearing it. And yet he's sitting there. No better than he's ever been. What's got to happen? Help me out. What's got to happen next? There's got to be acting on the faith. And here's where a lot of, some people have gotten this, but then they got messed up. You'll hear tragedy stories about people that threw away their medication. 
and died. People that wouldn't get their children treatments that could have saved their life. Tragedies. And so people lump up and say, see that, that stupid faith stuff. It wasn't faith. Because the question is, did the Lord tell them to throw away their medicine? And if they threw it away and died, it's obvious. He didn't tell them to do that. If throwing away your medicine would heal you, it'd be easy. Pitch that bottle over the fence. Is that right? And voila, healing power would manifest. No, that's... But see, people get frustrated and irritated and they want to try to make something happen. So they do some kind of radical thing that God did not tell them to do and call it faith and fall flat on their face. You have to hear from him. It's not just faith in anything. It's faith in what he said. It's not just acting. It's acting on what he said. It's not just doing an action. Any old action. No, no. It's only doing what he said. So here's this man. And this is not Jesus. It's Paul. And what happened next? Come on, read it. He perceived that he had faith to be healed. Faith is perceivable. And he said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. He, He saw that man. In the crowd, he goes, that guy's ready. He's ready. He has an impossible situation. He's born with defects in his body. Nothing can be done. And yet, there is something can be done. The power of God can do anything. Come on, do you believe it? The power of God. Get up. This man didn't decide to try to get up on his own. This is a word from the Lord. Is that right? This is a word from the Lord. It's like when he told Peter, come. When he said, if that's you on the water, bid me to come. When the Lord tells you to do something, you can do it. And when he's inviting you, he's inviting you to reach out and meet the power of God. He's inviting you to have a manifestation of the power of God. Do you believe it, saints? It is not some unknowable mystery. How to get a miracle. It is not some undiscoverable thing. How to have more manifestations of the power of God. It is as simple as hear from him and do it. Is that right? Hear from him and do it. And you will meet the power of God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Stand up on your feet and praise him and give him thanks, saints. Lord, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you thanks. Come on, lift your hands, everybody. Lord, we worship you. Come on, let's just focus on him, not on me, not on each other. Focus on him for a few minutes. Pray in the Spirit, son. Oh, Lord, we praise you. We give you glory. We give you adoration. Oh, Lord, we believe in you. We believe in your power. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Come on, don't be in too big of a hurry. It's not too late. 
You stay up later doing a lot of stuff. Come on, praise him some right now. Pray in the spirit some too. Hallelujah. Just keep your eyes closed. But listen to me. Sometimes the Lord shows me some things that he wants to do. I do not make these things up. The Lord would heal some shoulders in this room. Hallelujah. There's some people who have had problems, stiffness, immobility. Maybe it's a rotator cuff problem. I don't know what it is. But the but right now, I'm telling you, you, I know you have faith. In the name of Jesus, lift up that arm. Come on, lift it up. Lift it up in Jesus' name. Lift it up high. Be loosed and be healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift it up and move it around. Lift it up and move it around. Don't try, just do it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Shoulders be loosed. Shoulders be free. <laughs> Shoulders be, be healed in Jesus' name. Oh, it's happening right now. On the internet. Lift up your hand. Lift it up real high and move. Don't hit somebody, but move your arm around. Move that shoulder around. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, let's just praise him and thank him. Tell him that you have faith in his power. You believe in the power of God. Nothing's too hard for him. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I perceive the Lord would heal throats throats. There have been those that have had difficulty in swallowing. Difficulty in swallowing. Maybe a a soreness and a chronic soreness. Just uh, reach up and put your hand on your throat and swallow by faith. Swallow by faith. Throat be healed in the name of Jesus. Esophagus Be made normal and healthy. Be cleansed and be healed. Now swallow by faith. Swallow by faith. Two or three more times. In Jesus' name. Throats. Be loosed. Throats. Be restored. Throats. Be healed. Vocal cords. Be restored. And be healed. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, just praise him some more. Throats are still being healed in Jesus' name. Yes, 
Yes. 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 Hallelujah. Everybody put your hands on your, on your stomach, on your midsection. The action that you do on this one is just to speak to it and believe. You don't have to have chronic issues of your uh, stomach and intestines being irritated and, and problems and problems. You don't have to have that. You can be healed. Say it out loud. Stomach. Stomach. Intestines. Intestines. Colon. Colon. Be healed. healed. In the name name of Jesus. Jesus. Every infection. Every every inflammation. inflammation, Any growth. Any any blockage. Any any cancer. cancer, We curse you. you And command you to die. die And dry up. And be removed, be dissolved, be gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stomachs be healed. Hallelujah. Intestines be healed. Be healed, be restored. Oh, hallelujah. The the fire of God, the heat. Some people are you sense it just like just like a hot. Warm and, and 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 warmer than that, like a hot uh, thing working inside you. That's the power of God. That's a manifestation of the power of God. It's a demonstration of the Spirit and of power, and it's happening right here, right now, and in Branson, and over the internet, in Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah. Put your hands on your neck. Put your hands on your neck. Thank you, Lord. Necks are being healed, too. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) So easy for the Lord. He made the body. It's so easy for him. So easy for him. Oh, put your hands on your neck. Said out loud, vertebra, be restored. Discs, be refilled, be made strong, be nipped and healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Neck, be aligned, be corrected, be straight. Be straight in Jesus' name. Be straightened and corrected and restored and made whole in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Now somebody needs to move their neck. Move it. Move it. If it's been stiff on one side, move it to that side. And move it all the way in Jesus' name. Move it. Move it in Jesus' name. Move it all the way. All the way to the left. All the way to the right. Move it down. Move it all the way back. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Next being healed. Next being healed. Next being healed. Next being healed in Jesus' name. 
Oh, it's his power. It's his anointing. It's his name. His glory. He does it. Not you, not me. Him. 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 Oh, give glory to your healer. Give praise to your healer. Thank you, Master, for healing us. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for making us whole and strong. It's easy for you. It's easy for you. It's easy for you. It's easy for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put one hand on your back. Put one hand on a hip. The Lord's healing back and hips. Back and hip. Back and hips. <laughs> no, it's not too hard. No, it's not too hard. It's easy, easy. If you were doing it, it'd be hard, be impossible. But you're not doing it. You're not doing it. <laughs> Somebody say it's easy for the Lord. It's easy. It's easy for. The, it's easy. 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 I have faith in the power. I have faith in the power. It's easy for the Lord. Backs. Be healed. Be corrected. Be made straight. Be made right. Vertebra. Discs. Ligaments. Joints. Be restored. Be, oh, hallelujah. Be restored. It's happening, brother, sister. Be restored. Be restored. He's putting something. He's res- it, it was bone-to-bone contact, but the Lord's putting something in between that. I, I don't know the right medical term or physical term, but fixed is all you need to know. Hallelujah. He's putting something so that it's no longer bone to bone. It's no longer bone to bone. And you're you're noticing it immediately. Pain subsiding. Pain leaving in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You don't have to try to do anything. Just believe it. Just believe it and just do what he said. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to keep going. Knees are being healed. Knees are being healed. Oh, somebody say thank you, Lord. Somebody needs to move their leg out. Just move that, you know, stand on one leg. If you have to prop up against somebody, move that knee. Knee be healed in Jesus' name. Knee be restored in the name of Jesus. Cartilage, bone, ligaments, sinew, connective tissue. Be restored. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to do the other one too. Say be healed in Jesus' name. I receive healing. I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive nothing's too hard for the Lord. I receive it. I receive it in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah.
This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.